Hi guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Combos. I'm your host, David Kwiatkowski. On Sunday, April 25th at 8pm Eastern Standard Time on ABC, the 93rd Academy Awards, aka the Oscars, will be broadcast. Since we are a little bit more than a week out from the ceremony, I thought it would be fun if I went through the nominations for the big categories this year and made some predictions. Then, after the show airs and the winners are announced, I will be joined by our multimedia editors Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena in the next episode for our thoughts and reactions and whether our expectations were met or, well, if they weren't. Hope you enjoy, and let's get on with the show. Welcome back. So what I kind of want to do first is dive into the overview of the show. I want to talk about how this is the third year in a row where there has not been a host which is like, isn't a new thing. This year they announced an ensemble cast, according to Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter, of 15 presenters that will be involved. Angela Bassett, Halle Berry, Bong Joon-ho, the director of Parasite, which won Best Picture last year, Don Cheadle, Brian Cranston, Laura Dern, Harrison Ford, Regina King, Marley Matlin, Rita Marino, Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, Reese Witherspoon, Renee Zellweger, and Zendaya. So... I kind of like it, to be honest. I like when it's not just one person, because sometimes if you get maybe someone that's not everyone's cup of tea, you're, like, stuck with them. So when you bounce around to several people throughout the night, I don't know, it gives me kind of, like, an old Hollywood vibe. Everyone big in Hollywood. So I don't really mind that there's not a host. Now I want to go into the categories, kind of go over the nominations, and I want to make my prediction. So the first nominees I want to dive into are the nominees for Best Animated Feature, because I feel like this is one that mostly everyone has seen, I feel, typically when it comes to the Oscars. So the nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I am not familiar with Over the Moon, and Wolfwalkers, although I'm looking at them on Wikipedia page right now, and Over the Moon is a 2020 American-Chinese computer-animated musical family fantasy, and Wolfwalkers is also an animated fantasy movie, and it's the third and final installment in Tom Moore's Irish Folklore Trilogy. Interesting. Personally, I did not see Soul yet, but I heard that it was really good, so I'm kind of expecting that one to maybe win just because it's the most... I'm kind of expecting that one to win just because it's the most name recognition worthy. I watched Onward and I personally just kind of thought that it was the ending was really sad, but I think it was meant to be sad. So it's between Onward and Soul for me, although if Shaun the Sheep wins an Oscar, I would not be upset. All right, the next category I'm going to go through is Best Supporting Actress. And the way that I want to approach the acting categories is I compare the nominees with who won the Golden Globe Award as well as the Screen Actors Guild Award because usually those award shows are kind of the ones that predate the Oscars and kind of give you a sense of what the field is for the nominees for the Oscars. So I'd like to compare and then see kind of how that factors in. So the nominees this year for Best Supporting Actress are Maria Bakalova for Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Colman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yoon Ya Jung for Minari. But looking to see who won Best Supporting Actress in the categories for the Golden Globes. The winner of the Golden Globe isn't even nominated this year, and that's Jodie Foster. And the Screen Actors Guild Award, Yoon Ya Jung for Minari won that award. So my kind of guess is that Minari's going to sweep this year. Spoiler alert. But I am kind of a little selfish. Glenn Close is a Hollywood legend. She's known for, for our age. She was Corella DeVille in the first live action, 101 Dalmatians. But she's actually never won an Oscar, and she's been nominated a lot of times. So, I don't know. I think personally it's between Glenn Close and Yoon Ya Jung, with a slight maybe for Maria Bakalova, just because 
she was nominated for Best Performance at the Golden Globes. And Rosamund Pike, when she won, shouted her out in her acceptance speech. So I guess it's kind of a toss-up. My instinct is I personally want Glenn Close. I think it's going to be Yunya Jung, but rightfully so, because Minari might sweep. Okay, so going into the next category, which is Best Supporting Actor, the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami, Paul Racing in The Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah. What I think is really interesting about this category, just first and foremost, is that this whole awards season in both the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards, Daniel Kaluuya has won Best Supporting Actor, but Lakeith Stanfield has not been nominated alongside him. And personally, I would be okay with either of them winning the award. But I believe probably that Daniel Kaluuya, since he has won the Golden Globe and the SAG, he might go for the sweep. But the Oscars are never predictable. And I'm I'm actually really proud of Sasha Baron Cohen and kind of hope that maybe he does get something from the trial of Chicago 7. I think that would be cool. But I kind of think Daniel Kaluuya is going to sweep. And that would be cool because I'm a huge Daniel Kaluuya fan. All right, so going into the next category, which is Best Actress, I will read the nominees. I like feel like I'm an Oscars presenter. This is like my dream come true. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand in Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Women. This is a category that is quite a toss-up, and I'll tell you why. So when you go to the Golden Globe Awards, all the nominees for Best Actress were also nominated for the Best Performance in a Motion Picture Drama for a Golden Globe. Andra Day ended up winning, and I was actually really happy for her because I watched The United States vs. Billie Holiday, and while it wasn't a great film altogether, I really do think that Andra Day's performance is one for the ages that I think everyone should see. The story of The United States vs. Billie Holiday covers the end of Billie's life, which was very you know, riddled with her drug addiction, but also the government coming after her for her song Strange Fruit, which was about lynching in America. So it was very interesting and powerful. I don't think the source material was done as well, but I think Andre Day really is the sole reason to watch this film. And I would be happy if she won the Oscar. But I have been hearing a lot of good things about Promising Young Woman because Carrie Mulligan, you know, she's the lead role in that film. That film is writing or dying on her. I have not seen it yet. I've had plenty of friends tell me that it's good in my classes, so that's something I need to look into. And Viola Davis is always just, you know, Viola Davis. So if they give it to her, I won't be mad either. But I feel personally that Andre Day maybe might take it, and I think that might be really exciting because I know that Diana Ross also was nominated for an Academy Award for portraying Billie Holiday years ago. I don't remember what year, but that is a true fact. So moving on to the next category is Best Actor, and the nominees are Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Yun in Minari. So it's really down to two for me. Shout out to all the other people, but I really think this one's down to Chadwick Boseman or Stephen Young, and it just kind of depends on which way the Academy wants to go. I could see them doing a Chadwick Boseman win just because I know that they also did that when Heath Ledger won for The Dark Knight, and also because Chadwick Boseman, you know, deserves to be named Academy Award winning because I don't think he's ever been nominated before, which is really tragic considering all the 
big figures he's played. But also Steven Yeun really did well in Minari. I don't know if any of you guys out there have read Owen Berg. Our, the TMS design editor wrote a really great review for my entertainment section on Minari. And I think everyone should take a look at it and read it and just absorb the wonderfulness that it is. <laughs> So I could see them also doing giving it to Steven Yeun as well. He is the first Asian man to be nominated for Best Actor in history. So that is a very big deal. I think they might do Chadwick Boseman, but it would be cool to do Steven Yeun because I've been watching him since he was glad on Walking Dead. So moving on to Best Picture. I would like to comment on Best Director. I just simply don't know enough about directing to be able to definitively say it. So the nominees for Best Picture are... The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And I don't really know if I have a clear cut answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard really great things about Nomad Land. I've heard that Frances McDormand really knocked it out of the park, but she always kind of does. If you haven't seen Three Billboards Outside of Ed, Missouri, I really highly recommend it. But I personally believe that Minari it might sweep this whole awards show and take us by surprise. So I'm rooting for Minari, Slight Edge to Nomadland. Promising Young Woman would also be a cool win, I think, as well, because that was more of a mainstream film. Not that the other two films aren't, but I remember seeing Promising Young Woman like advertised on regular TV. And it's always cool when a I guess a mainstream blockbuster film gets representation on the Oscars, because sometimes I feel that's not always the case. So yeah, those are my predictions. So I hope that this was fun. My words might not have any ounce of weight on what the Academy does. And to be honest, they don't. But I like to study the Academy patterns and try and predict and see if I can think before what they're going to do before they actually do it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm not. I'm going to link Owen's Minari review to this episode link for everyone to read. And I will see you guys next episode with my producers slash multimedia editors slash BFFs, Sarah Grace and Maggie to discuss the actual show, and I hope you tune in. Thanks for listening. This episode of Pop Culture Combos is produced and edited by David Kwiatkowski, Sarah Grace Hayes, and Maggie Pena with supervising production from our editor-in-chief, Tim Carlin. Our theme music is by Sam Terabellini. That's all for Pop Culture Combos. Stay tuned for our next episode out on the Miami Scene SoundCloud page, as well as on our Spotify page under Pop Culture Convos. Thanks for listening. I'm David Kwiatkowski.